we tell you about Bilt Bar. I love talking about food, especially <laughs> good food. Yeah, because this is the time of day where you're reminded that it's time to, time eat. to eat. And what do you got there? What, what flavors? Uh, let's see. I have peanut butter chocolate. I have coconut almond, which is delicious. Uh, the raspberry chocolate. Mm. Oh, the carrot cake is really good. And I have banana bread, which is really good. So these are all flavors uh, that you can get from, from Built Bars. Now, these are protein bars. But when I say that, they're not really. It's like a candy bar. Protein bars taste like garbage. These are really good because the company says we won't put out any flavor unless it's right. Um, there are a, a high protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb, and they're delicious. So if you're looking for something around 130 calories and just to tide you over uh, and uh, kind of be your treat, this is a really excellent treat. It's Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code Beck. Get $10 off your first order. Promo code Beck at builtbar.com. They're delicious. What'd you think, huh? What'd you think? Really, seriously. Great, right? Was it enough? I mean, come on. It was enough, wasn't it? It was enough, right? I mean, what'd you think? What'd you really think? I mean, he beat expectations, right? And Biden. Holy cow. What'd you think of him? Well, we answer all those questions for you. And we also have others to help answer. Gavin McGinnis, one of the poor boys. One of the poor boys, as Joe Biden pointed out last <laughs> night. Uh, it, could have, it could have been proud boys, but uh, and Bill O'Reilly is going to be joining us with his analysis. And uh, someone who would like to really rant against the media, Megan Kelly, joins us on today's broadcast. Don't miss a second. This is the Glenn no, seriously. Beck Program. What do you think? Right? It was good, right? All right. American financing. If you're fiscally responsible as a homeowner, there is reason right now you should uh, be on the telephone and and lowering the interest that you pay on your mortgage. I say it day in and day out. And have you made the phone call yet? If you have a mortgage that is in the threes, I can't believe that. I remember I remember when when mortgage rates were at 18 and 19 percent. Ooh, those days will come back. Not anytime soon, I hope. But uh, right now you can get your home mortgage reduced to in the threes, maybe even in the twos. Pace as Stu just went to American Financing. He's paying in the twos. Twos. That is crazy. Incredible. I'm honestly not something I ever thought would be possible Never. ever again. Uh, and get them now. And you know what? If you have credit cards, roll that in. And don't use this opportunity to spend more. Use this opportunity to save hundreds, if not $1,000 a month. It's American Financing. Call them at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Or go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
Oh, holy cow. Oof. We are headed towards a dark winter, said Dr. Death. Last night, if you were looking for any kind of hope, wow, you didn't get it from Joe Biden. We are looking. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are yet to die here in America soon. Oh, my gosh. It's we are entering this. A quote. We're entering a dark winter. (laughs) What was this an episode of Game of Thrones or was this the presidential debate? I was I've never seen anything. I've never seen a president talk down or a presidential candidate talk down. Well, yet no, I have. Jimmy Carter. Last night, Donald Trump, I think, did the best he's ever done. Uh, it was the best perform. If he would have done this, the first debate, I think he would be ahead right now and really uh, leaving Joe Biden in the dust. Um, he was calm, collected. He was. He complimented the uh, the moderator. Uh, I don't think he actually believed that she was doing a good job. Uh, you know, she was she was an old, let's say, 2008 lefty. You know what I mean? All of her passive, all of her aggression was all passive. It was it was in the topics that they did and the way they were stacked. Did yeah, the, we, and did there, we really need 45 minutes on covid when we've already covered that last time? Plus, there seemed to be the. The same thing Twitter did with the New York Post story she seemed to have with the New York Post story, which was whenever Donald Trump was about to get an answer on what was going on yeah. with the laptop, she was there to step in and derail mm-hmm. the conversation yeah. or something else. Overall, I did not think she was terrible. No, I didn't think she was yeah. terrible. She was like a traditional what we had in, uh, you know, yeah. for media in 2008. Yeah, the, the topics were all were all tilted in a way that were that did not play to Donald Trump's strengths. Tilted? Yeah, the, the topics were. All Joe Biden's, all Joe Biden and and Democratic talking points. Uh, what did sure. it go from COVID to uh, well, I mean, yeah. the how bad the economy? I don't even think she did that. Um, and, and then it was race. Uh, I mean, look, those things I have to come up in the presidential. No, they debate, do, right? but they they already covered them last time. They yeah, covered them. Like here's the thing. We went through which would have what would have been three presidential debates, uh, and uh, wound up being two. Did did anyone who doesn't follow the news closely get to hear about the Middle East taking steps? Nope. nope. This is supposed to be the foreign policy debate. Mm-hmm. There was no foreign policy. No foreign policy. The fact that we've had these breakthroughs uh, with Israel and the Middle East, you know. Par- a hundred percent blame goes to the moderators and all of that. And some blame has to go to Donald Trump for not getting a chance to bring it up. I don't know how you, he'd be like, Oh, well, let me tell you about healthcare. The middle East is healthier. I don't know what he was supposed to do. <laughs> like how right. do we, I mean, this was no, a it, massive thing. You know, last in 2016, the debates were focused. Tons of talk was about ISIS and how that was going to be solved. Well, it was solved. Does anyone ever get told about that? I mean, again, solved is a little bit of a is a little bit of an overstatement, you know, but but I mean, like we are in a totally different place from where we were. I would have liked to have seen some of that come up. Well, they did bring up foreign policy uh, with Kim Jong Un, but that's it. That was basically that was it. it. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, again, and and you know what? I agree with Donald Trump. I I mean, I've been shouting. How long have I been talking about North Korea? I've been talking about it since 2000 when we get we got on the air and, and we start really understanding North Korea. 
by 2005, I'm like, this has to be solved right now. They don't have nuclear weapons. Uh, they're going to gain them, and then you won't be able to do anything. We've been talking about it for decades. We've also been talking about israel for decades no no no. i know that and like why didn't you know just because this was one of the things that's worked out really well it was no longer a topic it's like you know i get that north korea could have been a topic but what's honestly north korea we we saw a different approach from the president than previous presidents you know look north korea is north korea i don't think any of it's worked from previous presidents or the current one like i just at least it's not a topic but 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 like there's no developments in that topic right exactly there was nothing really to discuss topic yeah it's much more important is what's going on in in israel and and the middle east right now an incredible accomplishment of this administration and we go through the entire debate season without it being mentioned when think of all the time that has been spent discussing this problem over the past half century and we have these developments See, and nothing. You, you look at the lies look at the lies <laughs> last half century it was like 1948 Stu. <laughs> there you go it was a little longer yeah it, it was, was only 72 years i'm stuck in right. 1998 apparently my gosh what I, a fool you are i thought this was night and day from the first one though i thought the president did a really good job probably the best debate i can ever remember him participating in um going back to 2016 as well i thought he was you know his he had he was under control he had, his temperament was was correct he but he was he had a good mastery of what was going on i think he made his arguments uh uh you know successfully uh, you know it, it's he's in a tough spot with against the moderator and you know we're going through a, a a really difficult everyone in the world knows 2020 is the crappiest year of all time when you're president in the middle of that it's not always easy uh easy sledding i do i do think that um the covid thing was the worst section for the president but i thought he handled it really well and it's only because it is just a whipping horse of the left it's absolutely not true i think the president did a really good job of pointing out look what i when i started doing these things he was against it and what is he offering new listen to uh cut seven where he takes Joe Biden on 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 shutting everything down. I say over soon. I say we're learning to live with it. We have no choice. We can't lock ourselves up in a basement like Joe does. He has the <laughs> he has the ability to lock himself up. I don't know. He's obviously made a lot of money someplace, but mm. he has this thing about living in a basement. People can't do that. By the way, I as the president couldn't do that. I'd love to put myself in the basement or in a beautiful room in the White House and go away for a year and a half until it disappears. I can't do that. And Kirsten, every t- every meeting I had, every meeting I had, and I'd meet a lot of families, including Gold Star families and military families, every meeting I had, and I had to meet them. I had to. It would be horrible to have canceled everything. I said, you know, this is dangerous. And you catch it. And, you know, I caught it. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Great doctors, great hospitals. And now I recovered. 999 of young people recover. 99% of people recover. We have to recover. We can't close up our nation. We have to open our school and we can't close up our nation or Amen. you're not going to have a nation. I, I, thought, I thought he was effective there. I right? thought he was really, yeah. really effective. Uh, cut nine, uh, Joe and Trump on shutdowns. What I would say is I'm going to shut down the virus, not the country. 
It's his ineptitude that caused the, virus, caused the country to have to shut down in large part. Why no. businesses have gone under, why schools are closed, Not why true. so many people have lost their living, and why they're concerned. Those other concerns are real. That's why he should have been, instead of in a sand trap in his golf course, he should have been negotiating with Nancy Pelosi and the rest of the Democrats and Republicans about what to do about the acts they were passing for billions of dollars to make sure people had the capacity. The only so you reason. haven't ruled out more shutdowns? Well, no, I'm not shutting down the name, but there are, look, they need standards. (laughs) Uh The standard is if you have a reproduction rate in a community that's above a certain level, everybody says, slow up, more social distancing, do not open bars and do not open gymnasiums, do not open until you get this under control, under more control. But when you do open, give the people the capacity to be able to open and have the capacity to do it safely. For example, schools. Schools, they need a lot of money to open. They need to deal with ventilation systems. They need to deal with smaller classes, more teachers, more pods. And he's refused to support that money, or at least up to now. Let's talk about schools. President well, Trump, I, I you... think we have to respond, if I might. Please, and then I have a follow-up. Thank you, and I appreciate that. Look, all he does is talk about shutdowns, but forget about him. His Democrat governors, Cuomo in New York, you look at what's going on in California, you look at Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Democrats, Democrats all, they're shut down so tight and they're dying. They're dying. And he supports all these people. All he talks about is shutdowns. No, we're not going to shut down and we have to open our schools. And it's like, as an example, I have a young son. He also tested positive. By the time I spoke to the doctor the second time, he was fine. It just went away. Young people, I guess it's their immune system. Let me follow up with you, President Trump. You've demanded schools open in person and insist they can do it safely. But just yesterday, Boston became the latest city to move its public school system entirely online after a coronavirus spike. What is your message to parents who worry that sending their children to school will endanger not only their kids, but also their teachers and families? I want to open the schools. Uh, The transmittal rate to the teachers is... Uh, very small, but I want to open the schools. We have to open our country. We're not going to have a country. You can't do this. We can't keep this country closed. This is a massive country with a massive economy. People are losing their jobs. They're committing suicide. There's depression, alcohol, drugs at a level that nobody's ever seen before. There's abuse, tremendous abuse. We have to open our country. You know, I've said it often. The cure cannot be worse than the problem itself. I, that's what's happening. I, I, I think he was really effective here for most people um, that are, are looking at the economy. I think that made sense. When they went to Joe Biden and asked him, well, what would you do? He talked about money in the PPP so restaurants could put more plexiglass up. Now, maybe it's because I live in Texas where common sense isn't entirely dead, dot, 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 yet. (laughs) Um, But everybody I know that goes to restaurants that have those stupid plexiglass dividers between the booths, we're all like, okay, so COVID is just staying there in the aisle between the booths. It can't get over the plexiglass or around the plexiglass. You have to walk in practically in a space suit to be seated. But once you're seated, you can talk and laugh and and hack all you want because the plexiglass is there. That's the most ridiculous thing. And everybody knows it. 
everybody knows that's ridiculous. Yeah, there's this criticism of Trump and Republicans on health care where they say, we want to repeal Obamacare. What do you want to replace it with? Well, we want to get something great that has cheap health care and it's, it's wonderful and it'll do better. That's Joe Biden on, on the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. He's just giving, he's not, he has absolutely no plan at all. And they keep pressing, whenever he's pressed, he just says, well, things like this. We're gonna, we want people to wear masks, social distancing, plexiglass. I just, I, he's obviously got nothing. I thought the president last night, you know, there's two versions of this argument, right? You can say, look, coronavirus, people are going crazy over it. It's silly. We're Americans, whatever. And kind of blow it off as not a big problem. Last night, I thought he successfully said, look, it's a big problem. We did our best in, and we're going forward being smart and but tough. Right. You can co- combine those things and say, we're going to push through this. This we can't shut down this country over it. It's a big deal, but we're going to deal with it in a in an intelligent way that allows us to get back to normal as quickly as possible. And there's a really bright for, uh, future ahead of us. He made that argument, I thought, pretty well. Last I time. think so, too. And I think he also seemed very, very reasonable the whole time. Um, you know, he talked about Fauci and said, look, he, we, we have difference of opinion, but that's that's good. Anthony. <laughs> yeah. yeah i like anthony he's a good guy yeah. anthony <laughs> we like hanging out with anthony but he was wrong on this but i like anthony <laughs> was, uh, he was really endearing i thought at moments last i night. really liked him last his night. tone was so much better than in the first debate his, I, I, I hope it was enough i mean I, you know it's we're, he, we're close to the end of this election but i thought he did what he had to do last his night. his tone uh in this election was sincere, well-informed, uh, kind even. And then his kindness towards Joe on money laundering <laughs> seemed just a, a tad trolling. <laughs> I just love... I feel bad for you. I, I really do. I feel bad for <laughs> you. I mean, what did what happened? Just tell... I mean, the laptop. <laughs> I feel bad. You Maybe uh, we should give you the opportunity to explain. I mean, it was... It was brilliant, brilliant performance last night from uh, from Donald Trump. The question is, is it enough? More in just a second. And coming up in about uh, 35 minutes, we've got uh, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. When it comes to home security, the first and foremost thing you need to have on your mind is your own protection. And that doesn't just mean protection from the burglars, protection from the other guys who are going to lock you into an unnecessary contract and charge you an arm and a leg and put equipment arranged in a way that it's complicated that only they can install and work on it. Yeah, that doesn't sound like the best idea. Simply Safe makes it easy and affordable to have the best home security on the market. The state-of-the-art equipment, round-the-clock monitoring, will make Simply Safe the first name in the business. For 50 cents a day, you can have the peace of mind knowing that your home and family are safe. Simply Safe. Go get a free security camera when you order yours online at simplysafebeck.com. You'll get a 60-day risk-free trial with any new system order. You don't really have anything to lose. It's simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, we've got uh, something coming up uh, from uh, the White House. Mark Lauder, he's the director of uh, strategic communications for the campaign. He's going to give us uh, his uh, debate reaction. But this is this is I mean, when will this end? 
the Trump campaign press secretary, Hogan Gidley, um, he's been suspended on Twitter. Now, why? Because uh, he tweeted um, about receiving an envelope in the mail that was addressed to someone else by the name of Daniel. He wrote, got my, oh, wait, no, I got Daniel's ballot in the mail? Who's Daniel? Apparently a former tenant who hasn't lived in the unit for eight years. But yeah, I'm sure the mainstream media is correct. Unsolicited vote by mail is totally safe. This, he was banned from Twitter yesterday for this. What? Is that not insane? What is going on? This is getting worse and worse this and is, worse. This is becoming China. It's absolutely becoming the Chinese-style press. I mean, what's next? You just Are you going to give us points for you know being for saying the right things and tweeting the right things i mean that's that's the only thing that's left and there's no solution to this is there like we can all say oh well we want to you know break down these companies i mean there's there's things you can do with the margins but i mean the only way you actually would solve a problem like this is to not be dependent on these companies at all and that doesn't mean that they go away that means that we'd have to change our 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 lives in a way that would be entirely positive but yes we'd have to change our lives completely the 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 way that we depend on these services for all of our information is totally unhealthy and this is just jamming it into our face a lot faster than we're realizing it uh i uh we have the uh we have the story on this um with the um with the strategic communications uh director uh, Mark uh, Lauder coming up in just a second after the top of the hour or after the bottom of the hour. And then we are also going to talk to Bill O'Reilly in about 35 minutes from now. We have uh, Gavin McGinnis on because uh, the, the poor, poor boys, the poor the, the guy who started the poor boys, <laughs> it's the proud boys. Oh. I, now, he, did he start the poor boys or the beach boys? I know he started something <laughs> with the boys. I can't remember which one it was. Oh, my gosh. Did you? I mean, Biden, Biden, if you only watched the first half hour of that thing, you might have thought, you know, Biden was OK. You know, he did. He was he was there. Oh, once the we end? got. Yeah, he really was slipping. He does not have an hour and a half in him. The He's president got about 35 minutes. of the United States. The guy was in his basement resting for the last five days. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump's been the president and traveling, doing rallies. And that was his performance. And Joe Biden, towards the end, it was having a hard time remembering details, stringing sentences together. I mean, it was not good. Not good for the president of the United States. He's not president yet, just so you know. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, if he was potential president, president. thank you very much Mm -hmm. for that. You're such a pain. (laughs) I wish Relief Factor would sometimes make Stu just go away. All my pain. So does Stu. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who has it worse. (laughs) Uh, Relief Factor. It's not a drug developed by doctors, and 70% of the people who try it go on to order more because it gets you out of pain. Three years ago, before I was taking this, I probably would not be in today because of the long schedule that I had yesterday. I got about four hours of sleep. That would have put me down. I take relief factor now every single day. In fact, I haven't taken. Here's my here's my 
really factor packet right here and i uh, haven't taken it yet for breakfast i just ate breakfast but i was running late um relief factor i take it three times a day and i'm telling you i have my life back you want to get your life back Call right now, Relief Factor at 800-500-8384. Try it for three weeks. See if it doesn't work for you. ReliefFactor.com, 800-500-8384. And go to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. If you use the promo code Glenn until Election Day, you can get 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're so glad that you have uh, tuned in today. We have uh, the communications, strategic communications director for the Trump campaign on in just a second. There was uh, somebody else in the Trump campaign. The Trump campaign press secretary uh, had Twitter suspended over a tweet. Wait until you hear this story. In case you don't know it, it's coming up in just a second. Also, tomorrow... This is really important, and we just have not had time to really talk about it. And I want to spend some time uh, showing you some of the amazing things um, that Mercury One is about to do starting tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern, we are um, doing an online virtual event that we want you to see. And we want you to watch it with your family. It is so uplifting, so positive, um, and, and shows actual actual things being done to help our country and to help each other um we're going to go into the nazarene fund but i think the most important thing that we are going to announce tomorrow is the american journey center and this is a physical uh, space it's about twenty thousand square feet really cool yeah right across the brickyard here on the old paramount uh, movie lot and uh, so just right across from the brickyard of the front entrance of Mercury Studios is the American Journey Center. We have spent over a year planning and building this place, and it has classrooms in it. It has a museum. It has a vault and another vault in the side of the mountain that has a hundred and uh, it's a hundred and fifteen thousand founding documents. And it's an opportunity for people of all ages now to come in and actually see do research have access we're putting many of these documents online eventually they'll all go in line uh, so you'll be able to do research and word search um, and we're going to announce tomorrow classes virtual classes for you your family or anyone of any age they will be free virtual free classes and it's like prager university except it's long form and our first one we will announce tomorrow, and it will be a three-day class. Uh, and you can take it on your, your own time, or you can come here in person. Also, we're asking you to get involved um, to help us, help us take the 1619 Project apart. Help us teach children and teach families and parents the truth about America. Uh, and there's... Tomorrow, we're going to be auctioning off some really, really amazing things, and I'll talk about them coming up in just a minute. But tomorrow night, 8 p.m., you'll find it on my Facebook page, Blaze TV. You'll find it at mercuryone.org uh, and all of our social media. It will be live tomorrow from the American Journey Center. All right, let me, uh, uh, let me go to uh, Mark Lauder. He's the director of strategic communications of the ca- campaign for uh, Donald Trump. 
Mark, how are you? I'm doing well, Glenn. How are you? Good. How are you feeling about how things went last night? Really well. thought the president did a great job not only making his own case with his record and his plans for the future, but he really prosecuted the case against Joe Biden and basically laid it out in one soundbite. You know, you've been in Washington, D.C. for 47 years. You talk and talk and talk, but you didn't do anything. And I think that's really one of the reasons why this president was elected, because people were tired of politicians who just talk. They wanted someone to actually do something. When when Joe Biden looked into the camera and said, listen, folks, I know that there might be an empty chair at your at your table. I first of all, I felt like I was, you know, in in a performance of Les Miserables. Um, but uh, <laughs> he, he starts in on this and Donald Trump brilliantly immediately turns the table because he knows what most Americans are thinking. Most Americans hate that kind of stuff. You know, I talked to little Susie Muckenfutch, who's lost her eyes in a in a baseball game, you know, and they go into these. I got a letter and I feel this way and all that crap. And everybody knows it's political. Donald Trump came out and said, this is why I ran, because you are a politician and everyone knows that doesn't mean anything. I thought he I thought he for the president of the United States to be able to make himself look like an outsider. It was a it was a remarkable skill and talent that he exhibited last night. You know, you're absolutely right. And 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 Joe Biden didn't have an answer for that. I mean, Joe Biden liked to talk about all these plans. And I mean, the funny thing is, is at one point he even blamed his inaction on Republicans in Congress forgetting the fact that for the first two years of the Obama-Biden administration, they had a supermajority. They had a 60-vote threshold in the Senate. They had the House of Representatives. They could have done anything they wanted, and they still didn't get anything done. When Donald Trump, I was cheering, uh, but when Donald Trump turned to him and said, who built the cages, Joe? Who built the cages? Who built the cages? Um, he never answered that question, even though it was asked over and over again. He never answered that. But I, I think for a lot of Americans, that's the first time they may have ever heard that story. Yeah, that was one of the few times that Joe Biden didn't lie last night because he just didn't answer because he couldn't answer because he knows that they built the cages. And yet once again, over and over, we got so much misinformation and just outright lies from Joe Biden, whether it was his position on fracking, whether it was the fact that Obamacare didn't cost people their health insurance or their doctors, which we know was the lie of the year, according to Politico back in, you know, back a few. No, 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 no. I I had the best health care that uh, New York State uh, had the best health care. I had it for all of my comp- my company, all of my employees. I lost it within six months because the company, every other company, could no longer afford it. They canceled, and they the uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield shut that line down entirely. Uh, don't talk to me about we didn't lose our health care. Many of us lost our health care. Right. And, and and we know that to be true. And so to hear him say that and then to say, well, under his plan, you know, that won't happen. Well, we're not going to fall for those lies again, Joe. And so you saw it over and over again that the president just kept prosecuting that case. And really, I think that underlying theme was, you know, what you what you did in 47 years was nothing. And the few things you did do was bad. And so I thought it was a very powerful moment. And also at the end, I mean, we, we it kind of got lost in the at the end of the debate. But when Joe Biden actually said he wants to eliminate the oil industry, 
I mean, my goodness. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> he he not only said that he was going to eliminate the oil industry, but he he hung himself when he said, "I'm not going to ban fracking. I'm only going to ban it on federal land." Anyone who knows anything about fracking and oil uh, oil reserves knows that what is it? Sixty percent of the land out west is all federal land. That is a basic, uh, massive, massive step of ending oil and fracking gas. Massive step. And the thing that, that, that really will start to connect, and I think we'll see that here over the next 11 days, is, you know, what does that mean for you? Well, it means higher gas prices until, you know, you have to start running your car off nine volts. But it also means higher energy prices to heat and cool your home. It's going to eliminate millions of jobs. And the president rightfully called it out going, you know, well, I hope you're listening, Pennsylvania and Ohio and Michigan and Texas and other places where the energy sector is one of the lifebloods of these economies. And Joe Biden is basically saying, well, we'll find a new job for you. And like you said during earlier in the campaign, maybe they can learn to code. Let me um, let me ask you. And I don't even know how to ask this because it, because it'll be taken um, out of context and it'll seem mean, but it's not. Uh, Joe Biden is like my grandfather was when we had to take the keys away from him with the car. Uh, and I think every family has gone through that with a grandparent where you're like, Grandpa, you, can't, you just can't drive anymore. And they think that they're fully capable. Joe Biden and I watched the clock. 34 minutes into that, he was winded, tired, and started to become confused. 34 minutes a day after three, uh, three days of sleeping it off in his basement and not doing anything, um, he's winded and starts to get confused 34 minutes in. A president cannot have that little stamina. Well, and you can't have a president, you know, like Joe Biden looking at his watch last night, hoping it's over. Maybe he's, you know, counting down the minutes until his campaign can call a lid and he can go back to the basement. You know, that's the one thing. And I I often joke about it on the campaign trail, but obviously I was on the 16 campaign and I was in the White House for the first year of the administration. President Trump's older than me by a couple of decades. He's wearing me out. (laughs) I I I don't know how people can keep up with this man. And then yet you see on the other side, and I saw someone post this on Twitter, so I'll give them credit. I just can't remember who. It's like, you locked yourself in the basement for four days to prepare, and that's what you did, Joe? I mean, that's what four days of preparation got you? (laughs) Is there any doubt in your mind uh, that Joe Biden and the left will uh, impose lockdowns on this country and impose uh, mask wearing, et cetera, et cetera? I think there is zero question about that. And, and, you know, Joe Biden couldn't even answer that question. I mean, he's talked about locking it down again. He's talked about mask mandates. I mean, he's talked about, you know, will he mandate the vaccine once he's happy that it's been approved? Because obviously he doesn't trust anything and they're trying to politicize even a vaccine. Where does it stop with Joe Biden? And I think so much of America and the president was right last night when he said this is that we can be open. We can get back to work and school protect those who are most vulnerable, protect ourselves. We've got to do both. It's not either or. And that's the difference between President Trump, who wants to get this country healthy again and open again, 
and Joe Biden, who just wants to shut it all down. Mark Lauder, uh, Director of Strategic Communications for the Trump campaign. Last question is on uh, Hogan Gidley's uh, Twitter account. It was suspended over a tweet where he he showed a picture of a, a ballot that came out uh, to him, delivered to him. And he said, oh, my, wait, no. It's Daniel's mail that I just received in the mail. Uh, Daniel's ballot that I just received in the mail. Who's Daniel? Apparently a former tenant who hasn't lived in the unit for eight years. But yeah, I'm sure mainstream media is correct. Unsolicited vote by mail is totally safe. Why was he suspended? And he, does the campaign have a response? Well, I mean, it's just it's just it's part and parcel of what we've seen, you know, with with social media and the mainstream media ignoring the Hunter Biden and Biden family scandals or any questions about the integrity of these mail-in voting schemes where we're seeing, you know, piles of ballots sent to the wrong place to people who've long since been gone, either moved or even passed away. They don't want they don't want any narrative that doesn't fit with what they want in supporting Joe Biden. So they'll censor you and block you. I mean, they also blocked the, the Trump campaign's main Twitter account, as well as Kaylee McEnany, the White House press secretary's private or personal uh, Twitter account, just because they had the audacity to share a story that was not flattering to Joe Biden from one of the oldest newspapers in the country. I don't think this election could be more clear, and I've always hated this. The most important election of our lifetime, but I believe this to be the most election, the most important election of the republic's lifetime since 1860. And uh, I hope people I think are you're paying absolutely attention. Absolutely right. Thank you very much, Mark. I appreciate it. Mark Thank Lauder, you, director of strategic communications for the Trump campaign. We have Bill O'Reilly coming up, also Gavin McGinnis uh, and Megan Kelly. Oh, she wants to unload on the press. And so we're going to give her that opportunity uh, today on the Glenn Beck program. Don't miss a second. Miss a minute. Miss a lot. It's Friday. Uh, Raycon is our is our sponsor. Wireless earbuds from Raycon. Now, I'm sure you can pay a ton of money for Apple AirPods like I did. And then you can find out how uncomfortable they are. And then you can find out how how they're snagged by your your kids. And then one of them just uh, isn't around anymore. I don't know what I dad. You had it last. Oh, did I? Or you could buy uh, uh, Raycon wireless earbuds. In fact, you could buy two of them for the I mean, four of them, you know, one for each ear. You could buy two sets of Raycon or one set of the Apple AirPods. So may I recommend you buy two because your kids are going to take one and then lose them and then you'll have your pair. Okay? I'm just saying. Half the money, a product that is much better, six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. It is really, it's the best AirPods or, you know, earbuds that you can find especially for the price it's raycon for a limited time get 15 percent off your order at buyraycon.com slash beck that's buyraycon.com slash beck get 15 percent off raycon wireless earbuds buyraycon.com slash beck you're listening to glenn beck and uh, we're glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. 
Um, tomorrow, I don't want you to forget. We just haven't had any time to really talk about this. It's so important. Uh, if you would join us tomorrow night for a special broadcast, it'll be on Blaze TV, but it'll also be available for free on my Facebook page. I think it's going to be on my YouTube page. It'll be at mercuryone.org and m1nextchapter.com. Uh, Can you see if it's .com or .org? m1nextchapter, I think it's. Um, it, but, but go there for all the details. We have a, a silent auction that is going on right now, and I want to show you some of the things that you can uh, you can get you you can get a a copy an 1836 copy of the um, the original first draft of the Declaration of Independence, which is so important because it puts the history books turns it on its head. You you ever want somebody to you know be able to argue that the the founders did know what all men are created equal meant? Get the get the engraving from the 1836 engraving uh, of the Declaration of Independence, the first draft where Thomas Jefferson has a full paragraph against slavery. Lays it all out. It's amazing. It's m1nextchapter.com. All kinds of stuff that you can uh, have uh, in your own personal uh, archives, plus... Uh, three of my paintings, if you've ever wanted one of those, a Winston Churchill, an Abraham Lincoln, and actually the other Abraham Lincoln sitting behind me is the original oil painting for the restoring, um, uh, what is it, restoring the covenant from Gettysburg, which we never did. You can get that original painting as well. M1 next chapter dot com. All right, let me tell you about uh, Rough Greens. Both Stu and I feed our dog. Uh, I don't even know what he feeds them for dog food, but we put a supplement on our dog's food, and they love it. Yeah, I have two dogs, and uh, we, one dog who's older mm-hmm. will eat this. Just you know, is so excited to eat Rough Greens, and then he has the green beard afterward. My, my dog Uno, I'm telling you, because he's a huge German Shepherd. I, I'm afraid he's going to uh, kill one of the grandchildren with his tail. <laughs> he runs to the bowl and his tail is going. So it's really strong. Um, but uh, Uno loves it. And I've seen a huge difference in his health. A huge difference in his health. I want you to try it now yourself. Rough greens. I mean, not you, but, you know, put it on the dog food. Try it for your dog. You try it yourself, too, if you want. I just I don't know why you I think I could that. use a little rough greens right now. <laughs> I think I could. You know, after a long night last night, ruffgreens.com slash Beck. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. America, it's Friday. And I thought I'd have my dear old friend Bill O'Reilly on to talk about, oh, I don't know, if he noticed anything was going on. Maybe last night uh, or maybe during the whole week. Bill O'Reilly takes on last night's debate 
And the developments in the race for the White House in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Yes, that's right. Bill is right now, he's, he's so excited, he's, he's, he's chomping the bit. He's almost wetting himself. He's like, oh, I can't wait to talk and tell you. I think that's true. Nah, he's probably in a bad mood. I don't know. I think he's going to be very optimistic about our future. <laughs> that's the Bill O'Reilly I know. Car Shield. Car Shield. Ever since your car's warranty expired last week, you know, you, like Bon Jovi, have been living on a prayer, <laughs> uh, but he still has to be Bon Jovi. You don't. Your luck might have just run out uh, because your car's stalling on the side of the road or the check engine light's going on or something's wrong. You're hearing something. You're like, oh, crap. I don't have the money to fix this. Don't worry about it. All you have to do is go to carshield.com. Use the promo code back. Carshield.com is coverage for your car. Uh, when something goes wrong, if it's covered with CarShield, they take care of all of it. They have saved me thousands of dollars. I have two old trucks out of warranty, and uh, I, I want to drive them till the doors fall off. But you can't do that now because, you know, the chips fall off first. All of the little computer chips, and they're really expensive. Once they go, you're not going to Pep Boys to get that. You can't change that yourself. So you go in and you either pay the price or you have to buy a new car. Well, I had a $6,000 repair for a stupid chip. It happened to be covered by CarShield. Um, okay. They took care of all of it. I didn't have to write a check to, to anybody. I walk in. They said, yeah, it was $6,000. And I'm like, whoa, wait, hold it. I don't want to pay. And he's like, don't worry about it. CarShield uh, had it covered for you. So they paid for everything. I just took my keys and pretty much ran out of the repair shop. I just walked out and drove home. Don't dread car repairs. Get coverage today. See why CarShield cars go further. 800-665-2157. Mention the promo code BECK or visit carshield.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 10%. Deductible may apply. carshield.com promo code BECK. That's right. Walking the streets of New York in his disco boots, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Hello, Bill. How are you? Just call me Superfly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are things? Um, busy like you. Yeah, you know, yeah. we're uh, we're moguls. Yeah. We oh yeah. Run, no, I know. Uh, I know. And I, I and you got another book out. What a surprise! Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, yep. He's actually got uh, Killing Crazy Horse, and maybe. Maybe I'll give you a couple of minutes to mention uh, your new book, Killing Crazy Horse, which has been a New York Times bestseller now for God knows how long. Uh, and you can get it uh, wherever books are sold. I might allow you to say that a little later. Very uh, kind of you, Beck. But yeah. that's the uh, you know that's your general disposition. Very yes. generous, very kind. Yeah. So you uh, you seem to be kind of in a happy mood. Tell me about what happened with Donald Trump last night. Uh, what your take is, and was it enough? And is it is it soon enough? Well, Trump won the debate. He was more commanding, and he had a very um, self-assured, fact-based presentation primarily. Can so I there wasn't a lot of immature nonsense that we saw in the first debate. Biden held his own, though. And Biden was much better than uh, he has been in recent 
memory in the sense that he was able to get his opinion across and you knew what he was talking about. He faltered at the end when he got tired. You could see he was looking at his watch. You know, he's going, listen, do I get milk or not? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been up this late since 1946. It was one. It was one of those things. And, you know, you know, when you get tired, it's late, you get cramped. So Biden faltered a little bit at the end, but he he held his own. But let's talk about Trump, because that it was all about him last night in the sense that if he had not performed well, he would have lost the election. So he's put himself back into play. In the sense that I don't believe any of this. There aren't any undecided voters. I'll believe any of that. You also, I think, made gains among African Americans because that was his strongest suit last night. It was good. You know, he said, "Look, this is what I've done," and then Biden does what Biden always does. Goes, well, I'm going to do that, and you know, and for eight years, Biden and Obama didn't do a damn thing. And forty-seven years, forty-seven. Uh, that's, in that's the Senate, a different thing though. That, look, Biden and 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 Obama had an opportunity to reshape the debate in this country on race, and they did not do it. So they didn't elevate. They didn't say, "Look, we got a problem here because uh, there's a terrible education system in the poor neighborhoods. It's impacting on the children negatively, and they're growing up and they're committing more crimes proportionally." Mm than whites that's what it's all about well I don't, I don't care bill 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 let me Why? let me remind you what joe biden said they had a republican congress oh yeah okay so there wasn't even the debate <laughs> and i know this because i on more than one occasion spoke to the president off the record about this because i was involved with the brothers keeper program we can talk about that a little later on if you want but i, I I'm telling you the exact truth, that they weren't able to get the discussion into the public arena, and I don't even know how hard they tried. So he comes on, and of course, with his usual bombast, Donald Trump, "Ah, the greatest president for blacks is Abraham Lincoln. Um, I don't know if you really need that. Maybe you say since Martin Van Buren, you know, but... You probably right. want to leave Lincoln out of it. Right. However, he doesn't. Um, and then, he, but he, then he goes on to list an impressive array of accomplishments that help African Americans. Yeah. So he may have cleaved some votes off there. I mean, I was watching it with Ice Cube, and we were both impressed. <laughs> so, That's not true. That's a so. Joke. No, right. you weren't with Ice Cube because I know you guys hang out all the time. I, I invited him, but I I don't know where he was last night, and I really don't want to know. Right. Okay, so uh, so Bill, what was the big takeaway last night? Was it that he is he's only banning fracking on federal land? Oh, no, no, that what a disaster that was! Yeah. Um, and- and I yeah. am gonna I am gonna get rid of fossil fuels and uh, and oil by 2035. So we've got right. 14 you know, years. I, at the end, when he started in on that, I expected him to say, "And um, flush toilets are forget it. You've got to go outside again." Right. Um, you know, it, it was really that could very well hurt him in Pennsylvania and Ohio and Texas. But, you know, he's going to win Texas anyway. Mm. Uh, Trump. Trump will. Mm. Um, 
Be no, careful. No, look, Beck, I'm telling you, Beck, you want to put a little... Okay, no, I, I would not bet, but I wouldn't okay. bet... I wouldn't bet either way on this uh, election. I, I mean, I have no idea what's going on, but I will tell you. I just talked to somebody. In fact, let me read the um, email that yeah. I got uh, last night, and it was very, very positive. Uh, Glenn had extensive briefing on inside polling numbers from the field, extremely different from what most of the national media is showing. Based on the numbers right now, Trump is doing very good in the battleground states. Interestingly, numbers currently show Texas is more of a problem than several of the battleground states. Uh, Democrats are crushing Republicans in the urban and suburban areas, but it looks like the rural areas are outperforming, which may make the difference in Texas. All right. I, I mean, it's, I heard that Cruz was going to lose last time and that Beto O'Rourke was going to be the nom. I look, you know, no, I know. I know. But Cruz did lose. Uh, Cruz won by how many? Five points? Two points. Six. I mean, six. six points. I believe it was. Uh, I mean, I, I'm going to I'm going to put everybody uh, to rest. I'm calling Texas for Trump now. So just put it on that little board we all here you have. Now we're going to be banned by Twitter and Facebook, and Google's going to yeah. send their police squad out. To, but, to... you know, it is going to be a close election. I do believe that. I think um, that last night in the debate, Trump helped himself more than Biden did. And that's always how you calibrate a winner, always in a debate. Who helped themselves more? Trump did. Because he didn't come across as oafish. Word of the day, oafish. O-A-F-I-S-H. I eat oafish all the time. You don't o-fish. have to s- spell you know, it. Like you, need, you need a tutor, and I will pick <laughs> it up. Okay. So, uh, Bill, is it yeah. was it enough in time? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, we're living in a in a warp speed age. And between now and Election Day, you're going to have a lot more um, how much money did Biden take from Ukraine. I mean, that story isn't going away. And I caution everybody on this story. I believe myself that Joe Biden is an old-time Paul that enriched his family because of his public service. That's what I believe. And it is entirely possible that he enriched himself in the process. Okay, I always think about Gerald Ford, a guy from Grand Rapids, Michigan, without a penny, and he retires to Palm Springs and, and living in a lavish mansion. Uh, how did that happen? Anyway, um, I believe that story, but I caution people about the details of it. Because there's a lot of stuff we haven't nailed down yet, so don't be running around. But that thing is in play. And, you know... People, they hear things. If if there is more that comes forth that shows uh, Biden as vice president and center and senator enriched himself and his family, that's going to be huge. So that's there. And Trump was pretty good last night getting that out, even though the debate moderator, who I thought did a pretty good job, Ms. Welker, every time he tried to do it, she jumped in. Right. And, and diverted the question away. It was like Leslie Stahl when you saw the 60 Minutes interview, which I think everybody should watch the whole thing, not not the edited version on Sunday. 
you know, Trump looked at her and he goes, well, are you kidding me? What, this is the biggest story, political story. You're not coming. And she goes, and it isn't verified. We haven't, we haven't verified it. And I'm saying to myself, you, for two and a half years, CBS News pounded the guy in a Russian collusion. It was not one single thing verified. And every night you did it. And now you won't even discuss this Biden thing with, with Trump? Come on. I mean, Americans, some of them are stupid, Beck, but most of them aren't stupid. They get it. They see the fixes in. They're suspicious of Joe Biden. I mean, the good thing about Trump is that we know everything about Trump. All right? We know it. If you read the United States of Trump, you know him. You're not going to be surprised in the next nine days. Biden, you might be. I, I think there's a couple of I think there's a couple of things here on, on this. I thought Donald Trump did a great job last night going. They spent forty six million dollars in three and three quarters years trying to discredit me, trying to dig up anything on me, right. the family, our business, etc. They got nothing. They got nothing. He said, give me a million bucks. I think I can find a lot on this guy. Listen, he made some excellent points, Donald Trump did, but you, you raise the question, is it enough? And it isn't enough for the people who hate him. And there was one other thing, and he, he left a couple of opportunities on, you know, as I said last night. I, I, I just can't believe he didn't bring up when they were talking the border, look at Biden and say, uh, you want to explain to me why the American taxpayer should pay all the health care costs for undocumented aliens? Mm-hmm. That's a knockout blow. So rather than being on the defense, you bring stuff like that. Up. I kept waiting for it. It never, ha- never happened. And on the COVID, which if Trump loses, it'll be because of COVID. That, that's why. All he had to do was look into the camera and say, you know, in hindsight, I wish I had been more pro-mask. I I wish I had encouraged that a little bit more than I did. But we didn't know we were getting conflicted information. And the major things that I did saved a lot of lives. But he'll never make that kind of a concession. But anyway, um, going forward, which I think everybody wants to do now, um, Trump has a real chance to win. And the polls are bogus. We know that. The polls I'm watching are Rasmussen and Trafalgar, both of which were right last time, four years ago. And they both show him, um, you know, in, not in a great position, but not in a dire position. He could win. All right. Um, we'll continue with Bill O'Reilly. I want to get his take on the media and the censorship that's been going on and and what part of the Biden things um, really is is still out in in question. We'll get to that with Bill O'Reilly coming up in just a second. Don't forget his new book, uh, Killing Crazy Horse. Great, great book. Crazy Horse, one of my favorite stories. Um, you can uh, find it now available everywhere. Killing Crazy Horse by Bill O'Reilly. Patriot Mobile. Um, Patriot Mobile. I mean, I don't want to get um, preachy. I don't want to get a little preachy. I'd actually like to get a lot preachy here. Uh, It is time for us to stop doing business with companies that are undermining our country and undermining everything we believe in. And if you are doing business with one of these big cell companies, that's exactly what you're doing. They are taking your money and and funneling some of that money in their own profits to causes which they have every right to do. 
causes like Planned Parenthood, anti-Second Amendment gun uh, gun lobbies. No, thank you. I don't want any of my hard-earned money going to those things. And so I have a choice. I don't believe in shutting them down or taking away their right. I just believe in taking away my money from their bank account. Why am I paying them? Why am I enabling them? Hey, Verizon, can you hear us now? There's strength in numbers, and there's a great alternative. It's Patriot Mobile. Uh, Get a free month of service or a free phone right now. Plus uh, free activation with the offer code Beck when you switch to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Now, here's the thing. You're going to get the same service because everybody's on the same cell phones. It's not Ma Bell anymore. Ma died a long time ago, and so did little siblings. It's not the old timey days. You'll get a U.S.-based customer service team that's one of the best in the business, and you work with a company that is actually taking their hard-earned money and putting it towards things that you believe in, like the First Amendment, Second Amendment. Hell, all of the amendments. What do you say? PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. It's 972-PATRIOT. 10 seconds, station ID. Bill O'Reilly, you and I uh, and a few others have done our homework on Ukraine, on China and the Bidens. Um, But most of America has not. Uh, Most of America really doesn't even understand the story uh, that Donald Trump was nailing him with. And Joe Biden has been allowed by the press to get away with it. Did, Did it? Did, do you think it spoke to the average person who doesn't pay attention uh, to politics? Did, was there any impact on Biden being absolutely corrupt? Somewhat. Somewhat. Um, if you don't follow the news, and you, most voters do not, see, that's what people who listen to talk radio listen to me and you every day and then watch us on TV. They don't understand that because in their universe, they're seeking information. They're trying to be informed. But most voters do not do that. So they hear drips and drabs. They talk about it with their friends and family. They may watch once in a while uh, a news program on television, but they're not regular consumers of the news. They don't know the pattern of behavior of Joe Biden. So last night, Donald Trump was pretty good because he is so bombastic in getting people's attention that Biden's corrupt by saying, well, why don't you explain this to us, Joe? Why don't you explain it right now? The problem was that the NBC moderator, Kristen Welker, was told, as was Leslie Stahl, not to get into this. How do you know that? Ah, Beck, what an excellent question. Mm -hmm. Earlier this week... I think it was on Monday, there was a conference call coming out of K Street in Washington by the Democratic organization, the Bonner Group, that has paid a lot of money to advise the Democratic Party on a number of issues. The call basically centered on 
we are going to reply to all of this Biden, Hunter Biden stuff by saying it's an unverified story. That went out to everybody in email. This is what they do almost every day. All right. They have a morning meeting and then they come up with the theme of the day. The theme of the day on Monday was all the Biden stuff is unverified. That goes into the headquarters of NBC News, CBS News, ABC News, CNN, all of them. All right. New York Times, Washington Post. They all get it. Now, the Republicans do something like that on a much lower and lesser level. So the word went out that this story is bogus. And you heard it last night. Biden himself said it. Okay, stand by. More on this in just a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So if you're a fan of Sleek... If durability turns your dials up to 11, if state-of-the-art is the way to your heart, and especially really good steaks and ribs, and oh my gosh, then let me introduce you to Rectech. Rectech is what your dad's grill always wanted to be when it grew up. It's amazing smart grill technology, heavy stainless steel. It is a force to be reckoned with in the industry. So if you're looking for the best grill on the market, I want you to go and AB compare. Now, Rectech is not sold on the open market, sold on the Internet. And the reason why they do that is because they cut out the middleman and then pour all of that money into the, the grill. So you're getting a much better grill than you can buy at Home Depot or wherever you buy your grills um, because they don't have a middleman. But I want you to go online and A-B them. When you when you get a Rectech, you will see the difference. Best, the best on the market. R-E-C-T-E-Q. Uh, follow them right now. Rectech.com. R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. And go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. Get 30 bucks off your subscription until Election Day. This is the Glenn Beck Program, and it is Friday. Thank God. Uh, welcome to it. We are uh, just uh, just close to a week away from the election and bill o'reilly is uh, on with us on this beautiful beautiful friday he's here to be a little black rain cloud how you doing bill seriously you know back here i am uh chock full of information uh-huh. and you are just diverting me let me get back to the narrative that we had wow all right all right, all right. okay okay so the word went out to all of the uh press that is allied with the democratic party we're going to say that everything is unverified, which is why you heard it 50,000 times mm-hmm. uh, on, on television news. Then it was updated right before the debate for Putin did this. All right, Putin, he sent out all this misinformation. The Russians did it again, and they're interfering in our election, and they're the ones that are responsible for all of these accusations against Hunter and Joe Biden. And Joe Biden actually said it. He said it during the debate. Yep. That uh, Rudy Giuliani was used by the Russians, and that's why this is a bunch of bull. Okay. So here's where we are on this. I believe that, as I said at the beginning of the interview, that Joe Biden used his position in, in the federal government to enrich his family. I don't know 
whether that went over to himself, and neither does anyone else. Mm. Well, if so, President Trump did not have a smoking gun last night to drop on he didn't have a smoking bomb. He didn't have a smoking gun. But uh, yesterday, a lot of news came out and a, and a lot of documents were, were 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 released. And you had the CEO of his uh, of his son's yes. company saying, look, I I only dealt with uh, Joe Biden on these financial issues. And he is the big guy in that uh, memo where it says no doubt that he's the big guy. But now we have another executive involved with that saying Biden didn't do anything. What we don't know. And I caution everybody because it's parallel to the Russian collusion nonsense, which I cautioned everybody on as well. Mm -hmm. You don't know whether money changed hands. Certainly, they wanted it to. They were carving out a piece for the big guy. That's in the emails. So is it? So wait, is it not enough that Joe Biden's brother, without any contract experience, uh, got the contracts to build new homes in Iraq? That there was three and a half million dollars from a dirty mob-written oligarch uh, and his wife in in Moscow, uh, and the billion and a half dollars that went uh, to uh, Hunter Biden's Rosemont Seneca is that not enough? Is is that is that cool to not for the to Trump do that? haters? That won't override the hatred they have for the president it's because it's all about Hunter. So if you want to nail Joe Biden, you've got to have more. Now, there was an intriguing thing that Trump said. He said that Biden received more than $900,000 from a concern attached to the University of Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. UPenn, Mm -hmm. and the money the concern paid him came from China. Mm -hmm. All right, now. That was the first I ever heard of that. I've never heard of that before. Now, I'm looking into it, but these things are very, very hard to nail down. I assume that Biden's got the 900K on his tax return, and he did some kind of speech or consulting or, or whatever for that money. But it's not a slam dunk that Joe Biden himself got cash, and that's what would be needed to knock him out all right well he also said last night that none of his family money yeah but he also knows everybody knows that he used his position to enrich his family but that's not enough for the trump haters and here's the example your pal jake tapper my pal all right yeah was almost histrionic on the air last night saying how dare they insinuate Joe Biden's corruption? How dare, how they can't possibly do this? I've told you, I have told you for years, that guy is a political operative, Tapper. Mm-hmm. He's not a journalist, all right? And he led the charge. How dare you insinuate the former vice president took money? So I don't know whether Biden took money for himself or not. I do know, as President Trump pointed out, but not in a bombastic way, that Biden, like Gerald Ford, has two lavish houses, maybe three, 
All right. He has never held a job in the private sector. He wrote a book, but it wasn't a big book like Killing Crazy Horse. Um, it was all right. It's not a house buying book. No, where to get the money? Where did all that come from? He lives very large. Where did it come from? Okay, so I don't know. But I caution everybody, if you think that Biden's going to be knocked out by Hunter Biden's situation. No, I don't think it. that. No, I agree with that. I, I, I don't think so. But could I this is a, a Glenn Beck theory. This is there's no fact behind this. I just would like your opinion on doesn't this play to the um, uh, to the left's advantage in some ways? If indeed this because this scandal won't go away, if, even if Joe Biden wins, it's not going to go away. And if there is that smoking gun, the left will push to clean this up and he can't be president and force him out to be able to get Kamala in Kamala. No, no? I don't think that's in play. Number one, if Biden wins, that's it, because the Justice Department you know, Barr and all those guys are going, and then he'll appoint you know somebody who's not going to do jack. So it'll be it'll be on the press to investigate, and the press won't. So there you go. Okay. So Biden, he wins. He's in the clear. Number two, the far left that controls a lot of what the Democrats do would love to have Kamala mm-hmm. as president, mm-hmm. but they got to play the game. And it's not a hard game to play back. Joe Biden is not going to stand up to these people ever. Whatever they want to do, he'll say, okay, you know, and if if they win the House and the Senate, the Democrats, oh, my God, this country is really going to be damaged, really going to be hurt because they're going to come in with all kinds of things that you have never seen. Second Amendment things, First Amendment things stacking the Supreme Court, everything. And we're going to deal with it for two years until the American people wake up. I, I just, I say to my audience, this is why this is the most important election. It's not about Trump versus Biden. No. It's about if you love your country, you're going to see it evaporate in two years. Yeah. Because Biden is going to sit there and do whatever he's told to do. Bill O'Reilly, because I am such a good man, and so generous with my time and my talent. And I want to help a friend sell a couple of books. Mm. Uh, you've got this uh, killing crazy horse. Uh, why are you for the killing of animals? So it's the merciless Indian wars in America. And the people that you hire to read your books, Beck, they should have <laughs> told you uh, about the subtitle. I did. Uh, the subtitle is... I gas my horses in the stall. I don't want the Indian wars in America. Ah. So the book has gotten off to a tremendous start. More than 300,000 copies sold. It actually moved up. Um, we debuted at number two on the New York times list should have been number one, but I don't think they approve of me. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, and then it went back to, uh, over the weeks to seven, but now it's back up to four outselling Woodward's book. So word of mouth on Killing Crazy Horses, tremendous. If you go to Amazon.com, 93% of the reviews by the folks, not the pinheads, the folks, the real people who read the book, 
because it says on top of the review, verified purchase. 93% say it's an excellent book. I'm so happy with that, I can't tell you. And it's basically from 1813 to uh, 1900, years of nonstop warfare between Washington and the Native American tribes, what really happened, who these people were, Cochise, Sitting Bull, Geronimo, Crazy Horse, who they really were as human beings, and why they were involved in this intense, brutal conflict with Andrew Jackson and U.S. Grant and Martin Van Buren and, and all of the rest, okay? So my publisher, and this is the ninth killing book, Beck, as you know, I do. the killing series is the most successful nonfiction mm-hmm. book series in history, pardon mm-hmm. the pun, mm-hmm. All right, my publisher has been with me through nine, says Killing Crazy Horse is the best of the bunch. Mm. Well, anytime you tell the story of Martin Van Buren, you know you yes. have yourself a classic. Excellent haircut on Martin. <laughs> punch that right up. Uh, now, I know you, you have an affinity for Native American history. I do. Um, and, and, is, and especially out. Crazy Horse. Yeah, and Crazy Horse is a brilliant military tactician. Yes. So... Most people don't understand that he wasn't a chief. Crazy Horse wasn't the chief of the Ogala Sioux. He was the minister of war. They actually had the minister of war. And Sitting Bull was the chief. Mm -hmm. But like Dwight Eisenhower in World War II, who was the supreme commander of the Allied forces, Eisenhower never fought in a battle in his whole life. And, of course, you know that when you read Killing Patton. Um, So Sitting Bull never fought in a battle. He was considered too important to the tribe, and he oversaw it. Crazy Horse won battle after battle after battle after battle against the U.S. Army. Mm-hmm. They couldn't beat him. All right? So U.S. Grant, whose brother made a fortune off his presidency, that's exactly what happened to Joe Biden. U.S. Grant. I'm not going to bore you with it, but believe me. Uh, this is not something new that Biden's involved with. So anyway, U.S. Grant said, well, who's nutty enough to beat Crazy Horse? Who, who, can, who can get him? And there comes George Custer, a hero at the Battle of Gettysburg. Young guy, totally insane, wears a suede jacket with a red cravat, long flowing blonde hair, and here he comes. They send him out to bring in Crazy Horse, to kill him and annihilate the threat from the Sioux, who were running wild after the U.S. government violated the Treaty of the Black Hills. The Black Hills were the Sioux's ancestral grounds. And the battle at the Little Bighorn that everybody's heard about, nobody really knows what happened. And here's the twist that we brought to killing Crazy Horse. There is no reportage on the Little Bighorn, because all the whites... And their Indian scouts and the journalists that travel with Custer were wiped out, killed. So nobody could give you a portrayal of what actually happened in the fight, except the Sioux, because they passed it down by oral history. There were guys in every Native American tribe. All they did back, it's kind of like you, all they did was told the audience what was happening. In their tribe, they were oral historians. And then decades later, when they assimilated, they wrote the stuff down. We got the Sioux 
reportage of the Custer fight. And I don't think anybody's ever done that. And we put you right on the battlefield, exactly step by step, minute by minute, what happens there. It's unbelievably harrowing. Oh, my gosh, he's still talking. Um, all right. You got to read it, Bill. I will. I will. I will. You you, got to get going. I will. I will. Bill O'Reilly. The name of the book is "Killing Crazy Horse." It's available everywhere. Bill, thank you for your friendship. Thank you for being on today. Anytime, back. You. you you. What? What did he just say? I think he was cussing me out there at the end. I don't know what he even said. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, Let me tell you about realestateagentsitrust.com. Uh, we've taken a beating as a country over the course of this year, and I'm sure that you, like millions of other Americans, are feeling the effects of it. And if you're one of those people trying to sell a house or buy one, God help you if you're in California. Of course, it's a buyer's market in California. So, I mean, in fact, it's almost a giveaway. It's like half off. Uh, The worst may yet still be ahead of us, but here's the deal. We are resilient folk, and we get back up on our feet, and we dust ourselves off, and that's one of the best things about us as a people. You don't have to be afraid of the real estate process, but you may need help, especially where if you're moving in, if you're moving into Texas, you better have a great real estate agent, and you better believe in guns. Otherwise, we're coming for you. Anyway, it's a free service to you that we started. It's called realestateagentsitrust.com. Free service. You go there. Tell us if you're selling, buying, or both, where you're buying, where you're selling, and we're going to find the right agent for you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Interview them yourself, and you'll see the difference. It's inter- it's realestateagentsitrust.com. Like Joe Biden. There Oh, yeah, dog. Oh, man, I'm so hip. Welcome to the uh, program. It is Friday. Tomorrow, uh, I am going to be at the New American Journey Center. Um, It is uh, an an incredible complex right here at the old Paramount movie lot uh, where we have built classrooms, a small museum, an enormous uh, vault that will take a... Uh, uh, tornado category five head on and still be standing. Um, it is, it's an amazing place where we're going to start really teaching history. People have asked me for a long time, you know, how can we get these documents? How can we have history taught? Can you guys do classes? Well, we've been doing classes for the last, uh, what, four or five years, kind of as a test in the summer with just college-age kids. Well, that is changing, and we're announcing it tomorrow, and you want to be a part of it. It is uh, getting America back to work tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern on my Facebook page, YouTube page at mercuryone.org, also at blaze.com. A special you and your family want to see. Want to learn history? Tomorrow night, 8 p.m. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. It's Friday. We have we have the co-founder of Vice Media, the founder of Censored TV, uh, and a very, very funny and intelligent man uh, that is, we found out last night there, apparently there's a new name, the founder of the Poor Boys, Gavin McGinnis. 
We have him in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Wow. I always thought that they were called the Proud Boys, but apparently Joe Biden said last night they're the poor boys. So I don't know what happened. Gavin's coming up in a second. First, I want to talk to you about my pillow. Uh, I have to tell you that the pillow is great. The sheets are the best. Are the best. They have Gaza or Giza. Gaza. It's the bomb. Uh, Giza Dream uh, sheets. These are made from Giza Egyptian cotton. The world's best. And they get softer every time you sleep on them. Softer every time you wash them. And they're the best sheets that you can get. I mean, especially for the money. But I would buy these over, really, I don't even know what really expensive sheets are. But I know they get really expensive. I know they've, I've seen them to where you're like, okay, nope, I'm not willing to pay that for a sheet. You can get two for one, two for one low price now on the Giza Dream Sheets, plus free shipping. You'll find deep discounts on all the other MyPillow products as well. Just enter the promo code BECK at MyPillow.com mypillow.com you just you click on the new radio listener specials and you're going to find them and when you check out make sure you use the promo code back or you can call 800-966-3117 and just ask them for the uh, giza dream sheets or my pillow you're going to love both of them it'll help you sleep at night in great comfort and luxury sleep like donald trump sleeps in luxury uh, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com, 800-966-3117, promo code back. Mr. Gavin McGinnis, controversial man who who started the poor boys. Welcome, Gavin. Gavin, Happy are you there? here? Good, good to have you here. Sorry to wake you up. I know you uh, you probably had more drinking than we did in your uh, coverage of the debate last night. Well, I think Biden attacked us, and the joke was P-O-U-R. He was implying that we drink too much. And when someone <laughs> accuses you of that, the first thing you want to do is have a drink. Right. I'm just a poor boy. Nobody loves me. Right. So we went, I went to the pub, and I was accosted by feminists at the pub, um, a, a very fat woman and one with a shaved head. And uh, the left, the left, it's their right to... To interrogate you when they see a, a, a popular conservative in public, mm-hmm. so I had to answer all these questions like the Spanish Inquisition. And I, the, when this happens, it'll probably happen to you too. You just say, "Show me a right-wing riot," and I demanded she show me that. And she pulled up something on her phone about people demonstrating against COVID, and it, it ended the night. It ended the the interrogation, and she just yelled, "You're a Nazi!" On the way out of the bar. <laughs> so, Gavin, I have to ask you. Um, because you started the Proud Boys kind of as a joke. I mean, you know, like like you just did. You know, you 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 over the top masculinity uh, just to just to really kind of hack people off, right? Yes. Yeah. It's still a joke. It's it's it, people say it started as a joke and then it went out of control. No, it started as a joke. It's still a joke. Yes, there's violence. Because there's violence. I mean, we're living in violence right now. That's the era we're in. I think rich, upper-middle-class whites don't see the violence in their face. But in Manhattan, if I do a talk, if, if Faith Goldie does a talk, if Cassandra Fairbanks is walking with her kid, there's violence. So we're happy to fight them. No one else is. And that makes us violent. Uh, so uh, the, the Proud Boys, if I'm not mistaken, 
you refuse to go to the uh, Unite the Right rally, which is the one that everybody says, you know, Donald Trump, he said there's good people on both sides. There were Nazis there. Uh, but you guys weren't there, weren't you? Were you? I expected a high five after Charlottesville because I said, I don't like this Jason Kessler dude. He lied about being all right. This is smelling like a rat. They're t- calling it a statues demonstration, but I feel like it's going to be a Nazi thing. I was correct. I called it months in advance. I said, if you go to that thing, you're out of the proud boys. Sorry, the poor boys. Um, and <laughs> that makes me hungry. Like they said, no, there was a couple guys there or something, and I didn't get my high five for predicting that it was a Nazi thing. I'm at the point now where I think Charlottesville was was a Fed operation. I think Jason Kess was a Fed. It, it just it it reeks of a setup, and we spotted it. Yet we're still blamed for it. I did Newsmax yesterday, and I had to sit there like a bad boy with my hand out and, and repeat, "I'm not a white supremacist. I'm not a white nationalist." It's it's this weird anti-white humiliation we have to do. Um, so, Gavin, when you hear Joe Biden talk about the one group, single out one group besides the Nazis, and you weren't even there, and you were warning against it. How's that make you feel? It makes me insane. And my wife's a liberal. She's lost all her friends. You know, she's got all these family problems because of this lie. This, this election, this, these past four years have been Orwellian. Everything up is down. And the fact that we're out there trying to promote, uh, you know, the first and second amendment and American values and being called Nazis for it is just, you got to laugh. You got to see the humor in it. We're living we're living in the craziest time in history, but it's also the funniest time in history. Okay, I have to tell you that this is not something that I would ever wish on myself or anybody else, but if it happens, it's kind of cool. To be singled out as a as the the mullahs in Iran using something you came up with as a joke and and them using it to twi- try to sway the election. I mean, that's I mean, in some ways, that's kind of I wouldn't want it to happen to me or you, honestly. But I mean, it's kind of cool that it did. Right. It is funny. It'll be fun to tell my grandchildren and right. as, as someone in media. You want to have influence. So it is cool that we've come up in the past two, the only two presidential debates. That's that's interesting. But what a clown world. And they're not sending their best. Like sending an email from Proud Boys that says we're going to kill you if you don't vote for Trump. Obviously, the FBI is going to trace those emails. Obviously, you're going to get caught. Your son left a laptop at a repair place. Could you be more amateur at this? I, I think the, they're, they're just spoiled brats. They're like monarchs. We're dealing with the, that weird gay king in the movie Braveheart. <laughs> The weird that's a that's might be a little obscure, uh, you know, all these years later, but he's like a prince or something. I don't I don't remember. But strangely, I do kind of have a recollection of that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, Gavin, are, are you voting for Donald Trump or did you vote for him last time? I back him a thousand percent. Uh He's going to win in a landslide. The, the left will contest it. They will talk about mail-in ballots. They will contest it so much that uh, come January 1st, he's, he's going to have to use the Supreme Court to say, finish counting your stupid fake ballots. we got to get to work here.
And then they'll contest it for the next four years. You know they're going to blame you and the Proud Boys for anything that happens violent in the streets. Yes. And isn't that amazing? It's been five months of rioting. I count 32 deaths directly, not not tangentially related to the riots, but actually in the riots, 32 deaths. Uh, It's been $3 billion worth of damage, the most in American history. 98 of the biggest 100 cities in America have experienced rioting. Every single state has had statues destroyed. And the news, including Fox News, by the way, is what if Proud Boys riot? What if they get mad? What? They're so scared of mythical riots. It's all this what-if militia groups get mad. Why don't you look out your window right now and look at the left-wing groups that are burning the country to the ground? How is that not a problem? They're not mostly peaceful, Michelle. Gavin, uh, I thank you for the uh, the evidence on uh, uh, how racist uh, you really are when you talk about all the deaths that uh, BLM uh, has caused. We all know those were COVID deaths. Uh, yeah, those deaths, by the way, those 32 deaths are mostly black and Hispanic. And they're from COVID. Nope. Uh, thank you so much gavin i appreciate thanks for coming on uh the uh program and it's just got to be surreal being you uh this week i've been i've been thinking about you a lot every time i hear about the poor boys uh i think i this has got to be surreal got to be a surreal world thank you so much gavin appreciate it and he doesn't even say goodbye doesn't even say goodbye just just gone. Are you on to the next drink? Right. <laughs> the P-O-U-R boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Let me tell you about uh, Goldline. Goldline, if, if the world doesn't descend into chaos in the next couple of weeks, it would still be really wise for you to consider investing a portion of your portfolio into precious metals. I've been telling you for years now that you need to do your own homework on this. You should get in touch with Goldline and determine what investment strategy is best for you. I maintain all of that, but with a much higher sense of urgency. God forbid. I mean, hopefully, if Donald Trump is, you know, in the swing states, if he is five points ahead it'll be it'll be really tough not to call him uh, a winner in the swing states on election night but if it's closer than that or even if it is that and the shenanigans that are coming out it's going to be the country will be ripped apart by those on the left and you're going to see if biden wins you're going to see the stock market tank you're going to see the dollar drop it is not going to be pretty in my opinion I just bought um, silver. I've always bought gold, never bought silver because silver has been, you know, $10, $12 a, a coin and you'd have to have so much of it. However, silver's on the rise. When I bought it, I think it was $27, $28. Don't know what it is today, but I will tell you, um, it's going to be probably the currency of the realm for at least a little while in a transition because it will be expensive, but you'll at least be able to spend it you'll be able to give something to the farmer and say hey yeah i know i know most of people listening to us haven't seen a farmer in a long time you should worry about that anyway uh gold line right now they are giving free silver away with every purchase made this week 
So if you want to gradually acquire gold or silver, Goldline has a unique accumulation program in three easy steps, and you can enroll. And if you do $1,000 a month, Goldline will give you two 24-karat gold-tipped, 308 caliber, two-ounce sil- silver bullets at no extra uh, charge. These are This is so cool. Gold on the top, two ounces of silver, uh, and it, it looks like a 308. It obviously doesn't fire. It doesn't have any gunpowder in it obviously that would uh, wouldn't be solid silver and gold then would it uh i want you to uh i want you to get this uh bullet actually the two of them and you can get it if you, you spend over a thousand dollars um in their accumulation um uh program but i please just get the information at goldline right now one eight six six goldline one eight six six goldline or goldline.com 10 seconds station id So, welcome back to the uh, program. It's Friday. Tomorrow night, uh, we are going to be introducing a major, major project that you are going to want you and your family involved in, and you can do it from your own home. Um, The American Journey Center is being opened right across the the, uh, brickyard in the central square here of the old Paramount lot, the Mercury Studios. And right across the brickyard is about a 20,000 square foot uh, project that we've been working on now for over a year. It was supposed to be done in the summer, but COVID hit. So we are just, I mean, we are, we are trying to get it done. It's not going to be finished when you see it tomorrow night, but it's pretty close. We are going to start classes, and we're going to tell you all about them. They're virtual, or you can do them in person. You want to watch, they'll be free, um, and it is... They are classes in depth, challenging people on what they think they know about the founding, challenging them on what they think they know about history. And we're going to show you some of the history that we've collected. We'll show you the new space and introduce the new program that you can be involved with. We're also doing an auction. This is our yearly fundraiser that we do. Uh, that way I can, I can promise you that every dollar raised for Mercury One when there's a tragedy goes directly toward that tragedy and the, helping those people, 100% of it. I can say that because we have an auction and usually we have a ball where we just milk the snot out of rich people. Um, But um, uh, we don't we don't we're not having a ball this year. And that's going to really dramatically hurt our ability to raise money. Um, But uh, we decided we were going to have an auction. And so I've I've gone in uh, to my house and and I've taken stuff that I would never never have sold and i really i look at a i came in this morning and some of it is sitting in here and i'm like no i don't i don't want to sell that um there's the things of meaning for me uh, one of them is this helmet that was given to me by the fighter group that uh protects our nor- the northern pacific and protects protects us from all of the fighters and all of the planes from russia these guys are on the front lines every day. They've they've done dogfighting with the Russians in real life. And they gave me a helmet. They had a helmet made for me. And it's just so cool. It's a fighter 
helmet and it comes in this really nice case and and everything else um there's little things like this little rocket if you're if you happen to be watching us on blaze tv this is this is carved and hand carved the legs are all hand carved it came from a set uh design uh that i wanted to build and the the guy the architect who did it he was like oh and then you'd have a rocket and he as a gift he made the whole set for me in miniature and so the rocket uh is is part of it it's just a really cool thing we also have the declaration of independence the first draft a copy of the 1826 engraving which proves that thomas jefferson knew exactly what he meant uh, what he said when he said all men are created equal it proves it without a shadow of a doubt it's a remarkable thing this is a remarkable piece of history as well this is it says at the top executive mansion july 15 1862 and it's to the speaker of the senate it says sir please inform the senate that i shall be be offering uh, if they will postpone your in, uh, your adjournment at least one day, uh, I know this is uh, I can't read his writing, uh, but I um, but I understand now um, uh, ways to stop slavery. Your obedient servant Abe Abe Lincoln. This is his letter that goes to the Senate that said, please don't adjourn. I have a new idea and I've been working on it, but I can't get it done tonight. So don't adjourn. Don't go away. And it was Emancipation Proclamation. It was the beginning of the Emancipation Proclamation. Okay. This is the original. We're selling not the original. We're selling a copy of the original at the auction. Um, And there are original documents and original pieces that we are selling tomorrow. There are three of my paintings one of uh, Winston Churchill uh, with uh, uh, keep strong and carry on or whatever, whatever that is. Um, and uh, an Abraham Lincoln. They're both state approved. They're both wearing masks, but <laughs> there's a reason why you have to look on the masks. Um, we have the hope poster that used to be on oh, wow. uh, Fox news that hung on Fox news for a uh, for a very long time this is an original painting of mine that was supposed to be for the restoring covenant event uh for gettysburg it was the logo you may have seen it um used this was the original painting of that uh and i don't want to sell it but we need um we need your help so if there's anything at all that you are interested in, there's a silent auction going on right now at mercuryone.org. You can check out the silent auction. More stuff is going to be released later today and tomorrow. And tomorrow night is, uh, uh, is an auction of some of the big stuff. I've got a gun. Oh. I've got a gun that uh, Chuck Norris gave me uh, that is it's just phenomenal. Um, and you can... You can pick that up, too, if you want. Mercuryone.org. All the proceeds go to fund Mercuryone.org. Is it all up on uh, M1NextChapter.com, too? Yeah, probably. Okay. We, we introduce our next chapter. We, you know, we, we've been in business now almost a decade. 
So it's time for a new chapter. And David and I lined this out over a year ago. We were very concerned about what we would be facing in the next 18 months. And here we are. And so we said, we've got to just start teaching people history. And that's why we have the American Journey Center. It's these really uh, incredible classrooms that are right outside of a 3,500 square foot vault with all of this amazing history and documents in it really cool uh and and we really want to we we must teach ourselves and our children true history and critical thinking and we'll be doing that we we announce that tomorrow night 8 p.m my facebook page blaze tv mercury one.org uh you'll be able to to find it live tomorrow I know the last chapter what you were helping people, you know, survive ISIS and the next chapter will be helping ISIS. It's just going to be a no, I, switch sides. No, I, no, uh, I, I don't try to even so. things out a little bit. By the way, we have an incredible <laughs> update on the Nazarene fund. Oh, really? Yeah, incredible update tomorrow. It'll all be part of this broadcast. Don't miss it. I'll be there with this you as your host. Glenn Beck program. And it is the Glenn Beck program. Glad you're here. Simply Safe is our sponsor. Um, you know, there are dumb criminals out there. Mm, you know, I think probably the dumb ones outnumber the smart ones, and that's a good thing. But even the dumb criminals don't want to get caught. So they'll often avoid the home that has a, you know, a sign out front that says house protected by some security company. Two out of every five houses in the United States have security. Two. That means they can move right on. Why bother the ones that have Simply Safe or some home security system when you know if you got two and a block and you pass those two, the next three are not going to have one most likely. Simply Safe state of the art system, 24 hour round the clock monitoring is the not only easy way to get home security to set up, but also it's affordable for 50 cents a day and a video verification team that's on the job to make sure that if you do have a break in, the police are there. It's why Simply Safe, number one name in home security now. SimplySafeBeck.com. SimplySafeBeck.com. Go there now. And you can go to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code Glenn will save you 30 bucks for the next week or so. The promo code is Glenn. A world-renowned journalist, somebody who has interviewed just about every damn prime minister on the planet, uh, every famous person on the planet, Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People in the World, Hollywood Reporter's Women in Entertainment, Power 100. Uh, she was on the cover of Vanity Fair, only the second news anchor in history to do that. She's also practiced law, litigator for nine years. Her memoir, Settle for More, debuted at number one on the New York Times. She has also moderated five presidential debates, and that's why I wanted to have her on now. She's also the host of a brand new podcast called The Megan Kelly Show, found wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the program, friend of the program, Megan Kelly. Hi, Megan. Hey. Megan, Megan, are you there? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, okay. I can hear you. Thank okay. you for that very nice introduction. Yeah, thank you. Um, so <laughs> I, I saw you rant a bit, and I want to talk to you about the debate, but I want to start with the the press. Have you ever seen anything like what the press is doing right now on uh, 60 Minutes, but also Joe Biden's scandal? 
No, it's disgusting. It's just, it's stomach turning, but it's just a continuation of what we've seen over the past couple of years. They are, their Trump derangement syndrome has blinded them to what they're doing to their own credibility. They, they can't get it back. It's too late. They've already sacrificed it. And now no one is listening to them other than the hard partisans for whom they craft their news. So but the, the, the 60 Minutes thing was really eye-opening, wasn't it? So let's go over that. Tell me, what you t- tell me your takeaways on that. So I, I'm like, uh, I watch 60 Minutes. I'm like a mild fan of it. I, it's kind of stodgy and it's pretty old school, but, you know, I grew up seeing it, so you got yeah, that sort too. of effect. And I loved Mike Wallace. I thought he was the best ever. He's like... If you ask me who I want to be like, that's who I want to be like, Mike Wallace. But anyway, Leslie Stahl, when I watched her the, on the un, unedited 37 Minutes, my main takeaway was the 60 Minutes producers are so much better than we've been giving them credit for. Like, they took this woman, and I'm sorry uh, to rip on her, but who sounded whiny and petulant and immature and biased and unprepared and they somehow wind up slicing and dicing it to the point where we have this image of a professional, smooth, polished, tough interviewer. Mm. Um, but she, like, I, I could give you 10 examples. One, one just off the top of my head is like, she was pressing him on why he doesn't make the people who go to the Donald Trump rallies wear masks. You're very powerful. Why? Why don't you tell them? And you know, Trump, he never hits it right on the head. He's just kind of like, oh, I tell him, I tell him. It's like, why didn't he look at her and say, Leslie, I'm not their daddy. They understand that masks and social distancing are what is recommended. I don't run through the crowds and say, and you, and you, and you. That is not my job. They're grownups. They can make their own. Dis- and just her her whininess on the subject betrayed her bias and hatred for Trump. She, yes, she, but it went down the line on every question. She also claimed that Joe Biden's not in a scandal at all. There's no scandal. What? I I tweeted out, and I really believe this. It was such a meta moment. It's like, so media refuses to cover a scandal uh, because it's going to hurt Joe Biden. And then when the actual other candidate says, hey, that guy's having a scandal, media responds with, what scandal? There's no scandal. Right. There's no scandal because you refuse to cover it. Like there's no, right, If if you don't hear the bear in the woods or whatever, however the saying goes, there is there there. And now we've heard it from enough witnesses who were involved in it and the DNI saying this is not Russian disinformation, that the press has run out of excuses to not try to cover it. And the only obvious explanation for it all is the one that we knew from the beginning, which is their bias toward Biden and and against Trump. So is the information, excuse me, the information that has come out um, right now, how would you have covered the laptop and the information? What, What do you think is a reasonable way to cover that now? Well, I think you try to track down the legally blind computer repair man. I just can't can't really get past that part of the story. I don't understand how you wind up in that line of work when you're leave. But anyway, it's yeah, no, I'm people. I'm with you. Yeah, right. right. Okay, so anyway, um, you track him down. You ask him questions. You know that that may or may not lend credibility to the story. You do what Fox News did, and actually what I have done as well, which is try to get the uh, Hunter Biden signature. On, you know, when he gave the laptop, which I've seen personally, and so as some of the inquiring media like Fox, um, you try to take a look at the emails yourself, you go through the chain of custody to figure out how you got the emails, and then understanding that you're not going to get that laptop, you're not going to get the original source, because the FBI has it, 
you disclose that to your audience and you say, look, this is what we did to try to satisfy ourselves. This is a real story. There is this asterisk because no one's going to be able to see the actual laptop and let the viewers decide whether they think this is credible or not credible. But all the time, news organizations go to press with stories that they can't com completely know are 100% bulletproof. Hello, Steele dossier. Right? It's just fun. <laughs> everything for the last five years, everything uh, that they have run with. Let, let me um, let me take you to the uh, to the the statement from NPR. Did you happen to read that? Yeah, it's outrageous. Uh, it's completely outrageous. It is. It is saying we know better than you do. We're not going to cover this because there's not even a story here. Well, of course, there's a story there. Even if it turned out that the story was Rudy Giuliani made that laptop out of chewing gum and uh, and foil wrappers. That's a story. But yep. for them to say there's no story, especially at this time, my question is. Did Donald Trump do enough and 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 how do you combat when half of the country is getting their news and vast portions of what's really going on are just gone how do you break through and did he do enough to at least incite some curiosity on wait what is he even talking about well first and foremost npr gets federal tax dollars so it's just it's really outrageous that they they should be so openly biased and show absolutely zero interest to actually investigate major facts in a presidential race shame on them but I do think this race is in large in large ways between Donald Trump and the media. And I think they've completely declared against him and it's really hard for him to break through because I think a lot of independents, those are the only persuadables, maybe some working class Democrats are, they watch CNN thinking this is the news. Like this is, I'm getting the news. They know if they watch MSNBC, they're getting left, left wing bias. But I think there's still a hangover reputation for CNN that it might just be real news instead of MSNBC under different call letters. And so if I were Trump, if I, you know, if I were advising Trump, I would have said, Mr. President, before you go out there tonight, you have to assume they don't know anything about this. People are living their lives. They're not obsessing about Hunter Biden. Trust me. So if you want to make this point, you're going to have to, you're going to have to sort of forgive the term, dumb it down so that people who aren't steeped in news can get it and can get it easily. Like, let me tell you, members of the American public, this guy is as corrupt as they come. He says he had no business dealings with his son, Hunter, who's deeply troubled. Well, he has. And now we know because of a laptop that Hunter Biden gave to some repairman and never picked up that Hunter Biden was cutting deals in Ukraine. He was trying to cut deals in China, some of which looped Joe Biden in as a monetary participant, some of which looped him in as just the guy who needed to do something so Hunter could get paid while Biden was vice president. Either way you look at it, it's totally corrupt, and the media blackout of the story shows you, American people, that it's you and me working against them. Well, he didn't do that, <laughs> but that would have been very, very good. Uh, but he didn't. He didn't do that. Um, yeah. You have done clear on the complex stuff. Um, you are. You have done five presidential debates. Um, this, I think, was the best moderator yet of these debates. But can you tell me, as I looked, they were supposed to talk about foreign policy. But, of course, nobody wants to talk about foreign policy because what's going on in the Middle East, which is miraculous what's happening yeah. in the Middle East. Um, 
But as, as you look at that, it was COVID, which they covered ad nauseum, uh, the first debate and the second debate. Uh, there was no foreign policy and everything was really kind of playing towards Biden's POV. Of course. It, 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 so is that the moderator's responsibility? Yes. I mean, I agree with you that she was the best so far. And I like Kristen Welker. I knew her a little when I worked at NBC, and, and I think she's a stand-up person. Um, I think she managed the two candidates as well as anyone could. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I do think some of her left-wing bias was reflected in the overwhelming number of times she interrupted Trump instead of Biden. And in the topic selection, I mean, why wouldn't we be talking about what's happening in the Middle East or Afghanistan? Um, and instead, once again, back to Black Lives Matter and race. I mean, this is like the the left is obsessed. They are obsessed with pigmentation and genitalia. It's like everything is seen through the, the lens of like lady parts and pigmentation. I'm sick of it. It's like we covered this now at so many debates. I can't believe she didn't ask him the you've refused to condemn white supremacy. I know, I know, I know. But she got around to, you know, like you've said this stuff about Black Lives Matter. Again, not a question to Joe Biden about where's his condemnation for Antifa, Mm -hmm. which actually is causing Mm -hmm. riots in the streets right now. So it, it is frustrating to me as somebody who's more in the middle, the way the news media approaches Forget Donald Trump because he's controversial, but just Republicans in general. But I thought understanding that the bias is baked in, she did about as well as you could expect from somebody who's, you know, probably leaning over that way. Do you believe the polls? Not really. Not really. I I have to say I in general, I do. And so I have a history of believing them. But I think we learned through Trump last year that there's real reason to doubt them when Donald Trump is involved. So what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? Well, let me tell you something, Glenn. If you look at where Joe Biden is polling today versus where Hillary Clinton was polling on this exact same date uh, four years ago, she was polling better than Joe Biden is in virtually every swing state, virtually all of them versus Donald Trump. And she lost the race. So don't let anyone tell you that just because Joe Biden is polling ahead, even in the swing states, he's got this thing locked up. He doesn't. And I actually think there's even more reason this time around to doubt the polls than the last time because people have been more shamed than ever to say that they like Donald Trump. People are getting kicked out of their sororities for saying that. They're getting their hands slapped on Twitter. Their companies are getting they're getting fired if they like a tweet that you know, is controversial about Black Lives Matter. Like the, our whole society is cracked down on freedom of opinion, and I think they're more afraid than ever to say how they really feel. When they go in that voting booth, it's between them and their God. And if I had to put money on it right now, I would put money on Trump. But it's anybody's ballgame. Last question, question. Megan. Um, When you look at what is um, what's coming, it could go either way. I tend to agree with you that it's going to go Trump's way. Um, But we know that the left has planned. I mean, they announced that they had 200 organizations already ready for protests if Donald Trump wins. Um, How is that going to come down? What is the press going to do if he wins? I mean, I think, you know, the answer to that question, right there, there, it's going to be a calamity. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be like Adolf Hitler was it was put into the Oval Office by an American public that doesn't care at all about anybody in any minority group. And you're going to see anchors openly shedding tears on election night. Whereas if Biden wins, Republicans will suck it up and move on. I mean, that's just that's the way people are built in this country. We've seen it happen enough times. 
whoever wins, half the country will tune out from traditional media for the next few months. And I actually believe, based on my own history, that they'll come to people like you, like me, they'll come to podcasts where they can hear smart cultural discussions that aren't necessarily all politics, mm-hmm. either for soothing, for a soothing balm and an escape, or um, just to hear like a smart take on what the country may be going through at that time. So I think it'll be good for podcasters, you know, like like me and like you. And I mean, you're more than a podcaster, but um, <laughs> no, we're, all, we're all into the we all do the same. We all shoveling the same crap every day. Um, I'd, I'd love that. Gonna be a lot of tears, a lot of tears, and a lot of playing up of anything that's dramatic on television. Megan, I appreciate you and and your point of view and being on the program. I'd love to have you on again because you said something you know, yesterday. You tweeted, "It's fun being outside corporate media," and I would love to unpack that with you. But I'm out of time this time. Uh, hope to have you on again. Thank you so much, Megan. Uh, you bet. Uh, she is um, the host of the Megan Kelly Show now on podcast, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Sponsor of this half hour is American Financing. Do you have debts? You know, 2020 has been a little weird, people tell me. Um, 2021, oh, I'm so glad when that's happening because all of these problems will be behind us or not. And it might be a good time to make sure you're in good shape uh, financially. So why not consolidate that debt and get it down to something manageable? Again, American Financing is who you need to call. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home for the first time, you're wanting to refinance your mortgage, or you want to consolidate all of your high interest credit cards, give them a call. You could be saving hundreds of dollars a month. You could be saving a thousand or more. But it won't happen if you don't start the process. Stu just did this. He got his he got his mortgage at over, just over two percent. Well, just under three. Yeah, it's, I can't remember exactly two, what it is. But six, it's, two, seven, know, something, like that. something like that. It's in the twos. It's in the twos. That's crazy. It's amazing. American Financing eight hundred nine zero six twenty four forty eight hundred nine zero six twenty four forty American Financing dot net. American Financing NMLS one eight two three three four www dot NMLS Consumer Access dot org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. Uh, last few minutes of the week. Uh, I just. I just wanted to send my heartfelt thanks, my heartfelt support, and uh, just just an overwhelming sense of gratitude to Rush Limbaugh, who, if it wasn't for him, none of us would have jobs, at least on talk radio. I don't think talk radio would exist the way it does if it wasn't for Rush Limbaugh. And if you didn't hear his uh, monologue uh, this week, um, it was a powerful 10 minutes of radio where he talked about things are getting worse, and uh, but he's, he's powering through it. Um, Rush, we pray for you. We love you. And many of us Oh, more than our gratitude to you. God bless you, Rush. Oh, and uh, uh, Michael Savage, you're going to burn in hell. Okay, we will, we will see you tomorrow night. At <laughs> what? That's that was wrong. No, I'm not judging him. He's just going to burn in the fires of hell. Uh, <laughs> we M1nextchapter.com. <laughs> <laughs>